Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. Whenever human volunteers participate in research, institutions have an obligation to protect their safety, well-being, and privacy. But they also have an obligation to use new discoveries to improve clinical practice rapidly. This is Colleen Shaddix for the Yale Office of Public Affairs and Communications, talking with Kathleen Usinski, who directs Yale's Office of Human Research Protection. She's helping institutions around the country protect volunteer rights while keeping research moving forward. You co-chair a task force that looks at IRBs, or human subject committees, at institutions that have federal clinical and translational science awards. Can you describe the study that your group did to see how the process differs at different universities. Each institution's IRBs, or Institutional Review Boards, handle their human research protocol submissions differently. Mm -hmm. This is especially true in actions that lead up to the protocol being submitted to the fully convened IRB for review. We work diligently in identifying seven time points that each of the participating CTSA organizations had in common. These seven time points were then used to identify six durations of time that commenced with the protocol being submitted to the IRB for a pre-review of sorts, up through the protocol being approved without contingencies, such that the research can commence enrollment. What we then did is we gathered metrics for each one of those six segments and provided the statistical mean, median, high, and low value in days uh, was calculated for each duration as well as the overall time to approval. We gave each one of the institutions reports on how they measured up in each one of these durations. We did not share with other institutions what those institutional identifiers were, mm -hmm. meaning it was, it was de-identified, but they had a good idea of the their performance in each one of those six durations, as well as the over, overall time to approval. So how useful was it for people to see where they ranked in comparison with their peers? Well, first, simply participating in the process made institutional IRBs recognize that they've played a very critical part in how competitive their mm. own organization was in terms of bringing research into the facility. Traditionally, academic institutions have departmentalized their work such that different departments have a unique role in supporting the conduct of research. Academic institutions typically have not structured these departments to ensure their efficiencies are achieved in the overall objective. In this case, we're talking about getting research started. The managerial methods that we all learned in MBA school to help evaluate quality, identify processes, uh, that are inefficient and then later identify improvements via evaluate-added analysis is not common academia. It, we've just not mm. grown up that way. Mm -hmm. Thus, we unintentionally have built infrastructures that impede or at least slow down the ability to perform research efficiently by enrolling subjects and generating outcomes more readily. So the comparison of metrics among the IRBs was hugely beneficial. Not only did it allow us to explore our own processes, but then we were able to compare them. It encouraged us to analyze our own work streams, identify processes or procedures that may not lend value to the overall task of moving the protocol through the process, and it also helped us identify the emergence of best practices, meaning we knew that there were other out institutions out there who did it better. 
So we were able to compare and self-analyze. I found it hugely important. So you sort of got back to your roots as a business person. (laughs) Kind of, (laughs) although I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. (laughs) (laughs) Did you find, were you able to drill down to where you saw, okay, this tends to work really well, but if we do it this way, it, it slows things down unnecessarily at multiple institutions. While we were discussing the how the study was actually going to be structured, we talked with several people who told us what their difficulties were. Mm. So in doing that, we clearly talked through and identified, ooh, we want to avoid that. And we had the ability to share our own practices, which when you say it out loud, it sometimes makes you analyze that may not be the most efficient way to do it. Mm-hmm. So we certainly did identify areas here at Yale and across the country that were particularly troublesome. You've started using COIA software to manage proposals. They go through the various bodies that need approval for human subjects. Um, what's the advantage of doing this electronically? The COIA system, along with any electronic submission, allows the investigator to write the protocol once and then through a series of routing actually send the protocol as written through each one of the bodies that must oversee the protocol. Traditionally, when an investigator has to obtain approval from more than one body, they Mm -hmm. have the opportunity to write or rewrite the protocol, and it always sounds better the second time you do it. And thus, we're making sure that we're all reading the same version of the protocol as it moves through the process. So I imagine that would speed things up considerably. Not only does it speed things up, but it ensures consistency, Mm -hmm. it ensures compliance, and it ensures that when you go to the electronic submission to pull off the protocol, we're all working with the same version. Now, other CTSA sites use it too. Have you been able to learn from their experience? There are other um, electronic submission processes out there in addition to COIUS, and we have been able to to look at routing methods and, and ways to improve efficiencies with the system. Mm-hmm. Probably the biggest benefit of collaborating with the CTSA organizations is how they themselves have implemented best practices. Mm-hmm. So it would, the, the, the benefits that we've gained have been both beneficial to a paper submission system as well as to an electronic submission system. Now, speaking of benefits, it now takes about 45 days Mm -hmm. to get IRB approval at Yale. It took 80 before the CTSA started. How, what are some of the big things that you've done to achieve that? Well, probably the biggest thing is training and a cross-population, if you would, of key people in the right places. Mm -hmm. So typically speaking, what we found is that when we write a, a question in a protocol application, it's open to interpretation by the person who's reading the application. We've been able to train and cross-train these individuals as well as rewrite our application to make it a little bit clearer. Mm -hmm. So there's not a lot of back and forth going on anymore. The investigator hopefully writes it right the first time. We ask for some minor uh, revisions, and after which point it is then approved. Do you think some of what's been learned at Yale could be transferred elsewhere? Absolutely. I think what we're trying to do here at Yale is actually take down those traditional barriers. Mm -hmm. We're trying to look across the stream as opposed to looking at silos, and we say let's move the protocol and the process forward as opposed to working within these traditional hierarchies. If you can do institutional review thoroughly but do it more quickly, what's the fallout from that in terms of things like lowering cost of clinical research, getting more researchers interested in doing it? That's absolutely right, Colleen. The The overall objective here is to reduce the cost it takes to get a an idea 
from the time it hits an investigator's desk to the time you can get a new drug or uh, on market or a new intervention into practice. So by reducing the bureaucratic overflow or mm -hmm. reducing items that have no value to that overall goal, then we are able to get this science idea translated, so to speak, mm -hmm. and into the bedside much more quickly. Thank you. That was Kathleen Yusinski of Yale's Office of Human Research Protection.